When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Late Show Pod Show listeners can get 20% off on all Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise on ParamountShop.com. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show shirts, mugs, accessories, and more with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. It's the Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Folks, my next guest is an Emmy Award-winning actor you know as Villanelle in Killing Eve. She's now making her Broadway debut in Prima Facie. Please welcome to The Late Show, Jodie Comer. So nice to, to talk to you for the first time. Yes, thanks for having me. Well, um, congratulations, first of all, for, for those people out there who don't know, the Olivier Award is is the sort of the, the British Tonys, the, the live theatrical awards. Yes. And just this weekend, you won an Olivier Award for your performance yeah. in Prima Facie on the West End. Yes. That's nice. Yeah, it was. It was lovely. That's 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 nice. It was a bit of a whirlwind because we've been in the first week of rehearsals and we flew Saturday evening, arrived Sunday morning, the event was Sunday, and then we were all back on a flight on Monday morning. And the team are in here, by the way. Where are they? There they are. There They're all in here. That's nice. Yeah. So, <laughs> did you, in all of that, in all of that, did you have any time to celebrate? Yes. Always. Okay. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we went the after party. Yeah. Mum and dad were there. This, uh, that Brought my mum and dad as my guests. Is that that? Yes. Oh, that's nice. There they are. Well, look at them getting screen time. That's nice. Got to get a mum and dad's yeah. good side. There you go. So we um, we went to the after party. We all danced till very late, and then yeah, and then they went home, and I got on my flight. Well, um, what do you? Uh, I mean, you've got an Emmy already. You've got this. What do you? What do you do with your awards? Do you have like a special? Shelf with like lights. Well, <laughs> I don't. No? Maybe that's what I have to do. What are you gonna do with it? Uh, well, my mum and dad have got it at the minute because they they took it home because we had to leave, um, and they texted me actually the next day because they managed to get a free upgrade on the train, and what, they, they just got... hauled it out. They just shook. Well, up I told the guy? my dad to put it in the bag. I was like, don't get it out the bag. Um, so shameless, really, but <laughs> he was carrying it. And he got a free upgrade on the train, and he got a free lunch at his local pub. So, right? good turn of profit. Fair enough. Fair enough. Wow. Yeah. Um. So it it starts in previews this week yes. on Broadway. What's yeah. it about? It is about. It centers around a woman named Tessa Ensler, and she is from Liverpool. Uh, she's a criminal defence barrister. She's from. Yes, she is. Um, she's from a working class background. Has had to work extremely hard to get to the position that she's in. Hugely successful, um, and is often uh, finding herself having to defend men in court who are accused of sexual assault. And then she is assaulted by a colleague who she works with, and she ends up being in the witness stand. Um, so the story follows um, essentially how her life is turned upside down because everything that she's committed her life to is 
called into question. Um, it's a one-woman show. It's a one-woman show. Have you done a one-woman show before this? No. <laughs> no, wow. this is my first. Um, so you know you're on stage with an amazing cast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I can't let myself down. <laughs> that's true. There's no one to yell out but you in the mirror yeah. at the end of the night. And that was the, that's the most interesting thing, actually, what I learned was it's like, it's rhythm. Like, if the rhythm's off, the only person who can change it is you. Wow. Yeah. Do you ever get out of rhythm with yourself? Yeah. How does, why do you think that happens? I'm curious. As, as a performer, do you ever analyze, like, oh, how did, why did that hiccup arrive in the rhythm? God, I think it's sometimes... I think it can just be energy. You know, if you're doing eight, seven, eight shows a week, I think it can just be sometimes, you, you know, it's like some shows that you feel like, oh, that's so amazing, and then you have one where you're like, oh, I didn't quite land it. And I don't, I don't know what it is. Mm. Um, sometimes yeah. I feel like it's up to me to, like, hook up my jumper cables to the audience so that we were... we're, we're <laughs> so you're dealing, in sync. <laughs> well, we're dealing with the same currency. Yeah. I don't know. We have the same sort of electricity running through mm. our veins, and then anything I do, they do, and everything they do, I do, right. without violating the tenets of what I'm trying to create. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and that's the other thing is like I'd not really done a, a lot of theatre before, and that's I understand what... that you you really hadn't done anything at this at list, like you hadn't done West End work or anything like no, that. No, no, this was the the first. And yeah. you yanked the Olivier Award the first time out I there. I yanked it. <laughs> I mean, you snagged it. Whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Bravo! Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, oh. it was amazing. It was amazing to all be there with the team and, you know, the play won for best play and Susie oh. Miller, our writer, she's so incredible. So it was brilliant. Um, you're known for your ability to do a variety of accents, especially mm. as Villanelle you know, in Killing Eve. You yourself have a lovely Liverpudlian accent, you Thank know. Thank you. I'm I mean, glad you think so. Oh, I do. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, we're here in the Ed Sullivan and you sound like the fifth Beatle. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take <laughs> <Exactly>. that. <laughs> um, a lot of people um, break themselves right. of their accents because mm. they feel like it's sort of going to be limiting. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about your native accent? I love it. There was a time when I was younger that I thought I had to change it. Mm -hmm. um, again, because you, like there used to be a lot of working class stories in like the 80s and then we kind of got into the Downton Abbeys, the upstairs, downstairs. And I kind of just thought as well, I really wanted to do musical theatre and go to drama school. And I had this kind of voice that I had to change it. And it was Stephen Graham, actually, who's a friend, an actor. And he was like, don't you dare. He's like Liverpool through and through. And he was like, don't you dare. Um, and now I love to be able to kind of celebrate that and mm -hmm. explore the women who I really, truly know. Um, so it's it's really great, yeah. Is there is there a particular word in your in, in your, you know, native accent? Yeah. I would say that's tough for you to break out of. Like there's something. Any, does the Liverpool sneak in at mm. times when you're doing other things? Not really. No. Are or there, like are there, slang words. What? Like slang words. Yeah, like slang slang words, or literally like just like you know, instead of saying something, you might say like so much like that. You know, like you might do something like that. Uh, well, if you was like, if something's good, you say like, oh, that's boss. Oh yeah. That's boss. Yeah, we say that too in 1985. <laughs> <laughs> that's boss. I love it though. That's fantastic. Or Anything else? Anything there's, else? Um, you'd say, God, it's chocker in here. Chocker. Yeah, chocker. What's that mean? It's busy. Chocker. Yeah. C H O. C C H O C K A, maybe. Chocker. I don't know. Do yeah. you ever know why that word is that word? No. All right. Yeah. You learn something new every day. You're gonna day. use them. No. I am. <laughs> it's always chocker in here. <laughs>
You're, you're in D's. Have you spent much time in New York before? No, not an awful lot. I've been here for like the odd day for work stuff, but this is like an uh, extended period of, period of time. So, so what are you looking forward to being in the Big Apple? Ooh, I'm going to see Bruce Springsteen. Fantastic. Right. Are That's you, a pretty good way to celebrate. Are you going to go see him like perform or are you just going to knock on the door at some point? <laughs> perform. Okay, great. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a, it's a big, beautiful city. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you very much. It's this was a great way to start it. Oh, it was Pleasure our pleasure. Thank you so you. much. Thank you, Previews Steven. for a Prima Facie start April 11th at the Golden Theater. Jody Comer, everybody. We'll be right back. Up next, John David Washington. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Rise and shine, football fans. Start your day the right way with Morning Footy, a podcast that covers every aspect of the global game. Headlines, match previews, analysis, interviews, culture, fashion, and plenty of banter. Join as we track the thrills and spills of Europe's biggest title races, the business end of the Champions League season, a summer packed with international competitions, MLS, NWSL, and much more. Subscribe to Morning Footy. My first guest is an actor you know from Ballers, Black Klansman, and Tenet. He now stars as Boy Willie in the piano lesson on Broadway. Please welcome to The Late Show, John David Washington. There you go. <laughs> wow. Nice to have you on. Thanks for having me. Now, currently, currently making your Broadway debut in August Wilson's The Piano Lesson... There's a playbill from opening right, right there. Okay, that's an ex- that's an extraordinary experience. When you go to work, your work is at a Broadway theater. Do you, when you go to the Barrymore Theater, does it sink in? I mean, you already have an, a sort of a well-established career, but what's it like to be on Broadway, to be headlining something like that? Um, I mean, it's a, it's a tremendous blessing. It, um... It feels like I'm in the big leagues, you know? Like, every time I'm going in there, I'm a part of history. The Barrymore history, yeah. August Wilson history, um, the man who originated the role I'm playing, uh, Sam Jackson, you know, his history, you yeah. know? Yeah. So and Sharing the stage. Sharing, sharing the stage, the stage with, with, with him. Sam Jackson is... Um, wow. So I just... Uh, you know, so a lot of pressure, obviously, too, but uh, I feel welcomed and I feel like I belong. Well, um, <laughs> the play is two hours and 20 minutes long, and your character, Boy Willie talks for almost the entire thing. You know, it's like King Lear. How do you memorize that much material? Um, I have no idea. To be, I mean, just, you know, repetition. It is a little miraculous it's, it's, to be able to grab that much stuff and hold it in your head. It's, 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 it's a tall task, but it's really about setting my intentions, knowing why I'm saying these words and knowing who I'm saying them to. You know, and once I, understand, when I, once I got to understand um, the plight of this character and, and understanding the... The Jim Crow South, which he's where she's from, and understanding the history of our people and the history of the Charles family, his family, it makes the words come to life. And uh, you realize that uh, how great these words that August Wilson wrote are when you understand your mission behind these words. 
The, the better the writing, the easier it is to memorize, is, is what I have found. Uh, no? <laughs> no? no? Sometimes, sometimes bad writing, you can cover up with an ad-lib here and a, yeah, yo, there, but not with this. This is like Shakespeare. You know, you can't ad-lib, you can't add stuff. You gotta say the words and use the words, and when you respect the words, they work for you. The part of, of Boy Will, as you were saying, was originated by Samuel Jackson in 1987. Now he's your co-star. When you're on stage, I mean, I'm certainly not when you're in the midst of performance, but there were any time in the process of making this and the rehearsal process, we thought, I wonder what he would have done in this moment. Or did you feel any pressure because he was right there? All kinds of pressure. Uh, yeah, somewhat like, I wonder what he would have done in this moment. Another, like, I hope I'm not disappointing him. He's looking at me crazy right now. That is, am I messing up? Is, is he in character? Yeah, is, or is this Sam Jackson? like, you know? <laughs> so uh, a tremendous amount of pressure. But also, I feel so much support from him. You know, he's been very gracious and, and so helpful and influential in my development in my own way for the uh, character. Well, he thinks the world of your performance, and I don't know whether you saw him when he was on this show back in September, oh. um, but he talked about how he wasn't really allowed to talk to you. <laughs> Uh, about this, because of course uh -huh. his, his wife is the director. Absolutely, she and, runs the show. And and this is what he said about your performance. So the audience is really like, oh my god, you know, they're like, they love him so much because they believe what he wants and what he's doing, and I believe it, and I'm moved by it, and I'm sitting there just think, this is a great play to do every night. I'm sitting there enjoying the play, and you know, hoping that it's like, oh oh, oh no, did I miss my line? <laughs> Yes. Oh man, he's a he's a tough critic. You know, yes. he's he's uh, he, he's very uh, hard to please. So I feel that. I mean, that's great. That's very moving that he said that. And I, you know, it's interesting. I feel supported every time we do that play. Like the way he looks at me in character. Like it feels like he's a proud uncle. He and Potts, Michael Potts, who's playing my other uncle, mm -hmm. Wining Boy. I just feel such a such a comfort and support from them because also they were hazing me and during the uh, the rehearsal process. I had these banana chips once. He's like, what, well, really don't eat no banana chips 1936? What is that? You better get some pork rinds. I'm like, man. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, pork rinds. You're right, though. You're right. You're right. So, uh, you know, but he's headed the game. Huh? Boy, Willie's thinking ahead. They go, you know, so, mm -hmm. yeah, he's just little, little stories like that uh, that I appreciate. Yeah. Well, we have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more John David Washington, everybody. Stick around. at the Barrymore Theater on Broadway, John David Washington. The piano lesson is uh, about a family's uh, prized family heirloom, the piano, yes. piano yeah. itself. Do your parents, your parents, Denzel and Paul out of Washington, um, does the Washington family have any prized heirlooms? Any things that they hold on to? Well, um, I mean, they, they've definitely passed on the art of prayer and, uh, you know, spirituality. Mm. And I, I certainly insert it in every aspect of my life. And, and something also is this, my, my uncle's chain. This is my, my um, so my brother's, my mother's brother. Uh, and she got, when he passed away, and he, she got it and she gave it to me. And it's actually, I'm wearing that chain on the front of the playbill. Yeah, so um, it's right there. Yeah, it's a little piece of it right there. So, the, so it's always a reminder that he's always with me and something that I can just hold on to. And, you know, it's just it's something very deep close to my heart. Do you, when you, when you say like uh, the, your 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 prayer, your your prayer practice, 
Do you have a favorite prayer you go back to, or is it always sort of improvisational when you go in? <laughs> uh, I got some some go to since I was like eight years old. God bless mom, dad, Rita, Rick, Nikki, Olivia, Malcolm. <laughs> like, and then, nothing wrong with that, yeah, right? I mean, I, I go. Those are some of my strong go tos. And other times I'm like, yo, you know what it is. I need you. Appreciate it. <laughs> I just need you. You I've know, you know what time too. <laughs> you know, it's like, why are we taking the time? Why are you taking the time to lay out all your problems? He, he knows. knows. He knows. He like, knows. you know, you know what it is. I'm, yes. You know, so please. Help me well, out. your family's no stranger to the stage. Did, did your folks give you any advice before <laughs> you did Broadway for the first time? <laughs> yes. My mom actually, she's seen it about 20, I want to say 29 times, including last night. Oh, that's a Had mom. notes for me still. You know, she took me to dinner. I'm thinking I'm doing great. Like, so, thoughts. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I'm like, this is, you know, we're these in December. Are no, these are in no particular order. Yeah, exactly. No, it's literally, though, she I'm said that. Upstaging Samuel. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. The jump, just make it higher. But no, um, mm. but no, but just, you know, just great, great, uh, yeah, the great supporting, supportive at parents. My father talks about owning your space and just, mm. you know, believing what you're saying. My mother the same way. Oh, I love that, owning the space. Owning what, the what, space. What, what does that mean for you? Well, just, you know, standing strong and not being afraid to stay still and deliver the lines at times, and then don't be afraid to move turn and talk to your partner at times. Finding your power spots on stage, you know, that feel um, the most comfortable and, and natural for the character to be in while delivering a certain part of the, uh, the, the monologue or the conversation. Where's your power spot? <laughs> I can't tell you that. I guess you gotta... <laughs> <laughs> that gives away the family secrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right. I'm trying to manipulate to get this piano for the characters. So I can't yeah. give away my power spots. Well, the funny thing is, is that when I, the reason I ask is that when I first started this job, it was before we run. I was first announced that I was going to take over for Dave. We came in early on a Saturday morning. Remember Tom? Because we didn't want to bother anybody here getting in their stuff. So huh. we came in at 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning, so we wouldn't bother anybody just to see because we knew the theater would be transformed. Uh -huh. And I was wondering where I would want to stand on stage to do the monologue. Uh, so I walked around various places and I said, hey, could you move this pile of boxes that was here? I want to stand right up and see what that feels like. Yeah. So they moved it and I stood there and I went, yeah, yeah, this feels right. This feels like where you would do it. And I looked down and between my feet was the red dot where Dave stood. No kidding. And I went, of course this right is where on. you would do the monologue. It's yeah. the only place that feels good and it's hard to explain that feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um... I mean, I don't have anything that, that deep. I can't say, yeah, Sam stood here when I, like, I, I got that. But, yeah. but there is something to be said about knowing when it does feel truthful. You know, uh, I know the great Stephen Henderson, who's like a mentor to me, who's actually on Broadway right now as well, he told me, don't get it right, get it true. Mm. So instead of aiming your performance, try to be, you know, as truthful as possible. So sometimes there's certain positions and body positioning you have, posture, that uh, allows you to tell the best truth uh, of the character at the time, so um, you know, finding that, and it and it varies a lot of other different nights. It could be, it could be different, so uh, that's what's exciting about live theater. You know, just be open to that change and and being able to go with it. Well, John David, it was lovely to meet you. Thank uh, you for being here. Having me. Thank you for listening to the Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing: if you want to see more of me, come to the Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. 
calling all vendors and non-vendors alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts.